Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thank you so much for listening in today. Uh, Before we start the show, I would really like to talk about some of the things that Music on the Move is doing this fall, because we have some really amazing events coming up, and I want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to, you know, go buy the tickets and and jump in on some of these awesome things that we're doing. So uh, first and foremost, on September 21st, which is a Tuesday, we are doing a live stream webinar with the wonderful Monica Addington. And she is a fitness specialist, a nutrition specialist as well. But she is going to walk us through a catered program for um vocalists and guitarists. She's done this before for us, but I think this this particular workout program is going to get a little bit more in depth, probably be a little bit more challenging for those of you who would like a challenge. And it's only $5 to be a part of the webinar. So I will make sure that links are in the show notes for that. So then after that, we have at the end of the month, our monthly female showcase at City Winery in Nashville, Tennessee. If you've not had an opportunity to check out one of these showcases. I cannot recommend this enough. So if you are planning a trip down to Nashville or if you live in Nashville and you haven't made it out to a Music on the Move showcase, please consider it for your next trip or the next thing that you do at the end of the month if you're looking for something cool to do. So City Winery itself is a beautiful venue and is just illustrious and has a fantastic sound to it. But what I can tell you is this. You've never seen such a concentrated group of females who know their craft and do an extraordinary job at playing their instruments and also performing their songs. It is it is an experience unlike any other and I just I can't even begin to tell you guys how proud I am of what my founder and friend Erin McClendon has done with this program. She began it way back when at Exit Inn and then it moved to Marathon Music Works and now we're at City Winery and she is she has just created an incredible community for all of these female artists and musicians to be a part of and we really are like a family now so please go check out our next showcase and there's one every single month it's typically the last Wednesday of the month I play in the backing band as well but I will not be uh, back down in Nashville until about October so I will be at the the showcase at the end of the month of October and so if you want to come and say hi and talk about the podcast I would love that I'll be there and And I will be so, so excited to just have a conversation and, you know, maybe clink some glasses with y'all. So please come out and support us at City Winery. We really would appreciate it. And we're very nice people. We don't bite. We have all of our shots. It's fine. Okay, so let's get into this episode, shall we? So on today's episode, we have the wonderful Alyssa Trahan. And I have to tell you, I think the world of Alyssa because she is a triple threat. She is an engineer. She is a multi-instrumentalist and she's one hell of a songwriter as well. So this person, and I want all of our, our younger listeners who are, you know, dipping their toes into the industry, I want you to pay attention to everything that this woman 
woman is capable of. Because if you want to really make it in the industry anymore, you have to have a wide variety of skill sets to get you to where you need to go. Alyssa is all of that in one awesome blonde bombshell package. She is just a firecracker. And I think that she will really inspire you with her words today. So I would like you to just sit back, relax for a little bit. We're going to listen to her song called The Narcissist. And then we're going to dig into this conversation. And I know that she's going to inspire a lot of you. So without any further ado, here is The Narcissist by Alyssa Trahan. Perfect hair, perfect skin, perfect smile Not a cloud in your blue sky for miles What's it like to be what everyone wants? Come on Yeah, you see, all the eyes are on you From the moment you walk in the room Tell me how it feels when everyone's gone Welcome, everybody, to Paradox Jukebox. This is your host, Katie, and with me today, I have Alyssa Trahan. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of Music on the Move Studios and doing our uh, our monthly showcase with Aaron. Uh, did you have a good time? Was it fun? So much fun. And it was my first time playing at City Winery. So that was super fun. It was it was awesome. I love just the woman power of those shows. and It's such a good vibe. So yeah, it was so much fun. Oh, good. Fantastic. Well, and congratulations on playing City Winery. That's that's awesome. I, you know, the first time I ever played the exit in, I was just kind of like, oh, what am I doing here? And so <laughs> I haven't you, you've actually played City Winery and, you know, been a part of that experience. And I haven't done that yet because I've been traveling back and forth so much. So I'm really looking forward to playing it, too. What do you like about the stage? I just loved how good the vibe was and how good the sound was. I'm always big on like really good sound that's like warm and just, you know, nice to listen to. And it's just such a nice sounding room. And it also just had such a nice, like classy, but chill vibe, I guess. And it was just so pretty. Um, so yeah, I really loved it. It was awesome. Cool. Well, that's great. I'm I'm so glad that it went so well. And, you know, since you're a sound engineer, you know what it means to have good sound. So that's that's fantastic because nothing is more frustrating than, you know, getting to a venue and being like, oh, my God, I can't hear myself. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I've been there, done that. So, yeah, good sound can make or break a performance a lot of times. That's legit for sure. All right. So tell us, friend, you know, I so I know that you're from Rochester and you now live in Nashville. But if you could paint the listeners a picture of, you know, how you got your start in Rochester. Yeah. So when I was really young, I would be like writing songs in my head. And I thought it was a normal thing that all little kids did. Like it was just <laughs> a normal thing. And then got older, found out that norm. 
Um, and then I, you know, I kept writing cause I loved it. And then I asked my dad to teach me how to play guitar because he would play guitar around the house all the time. And I, I don't know, I guess that just kind of rubbed off on me. And, you know, I started realizing that I was writing songs and all of these, these singers that I was seeing and hearing about played guitar. So I was like, Oh, okay. That's the next step. So asked him to teach me. He taught me, I started writing like crazy playing out everywhere in the Rochester area. Um, I played at a lot of bars before I was technically allowed to, um, <laughs> which was interesting. But um, yeah, I just I played out like crazy. And then um, I knew I wanted to be in music. So, you know, I asked my dad, hey, can we like go to a studio and record some stuff? So we went to a couple studios in the area. And then, you know, the older I got and I would see these these TV programs of my favorite artists and they all mentioned Nashville. And now is the place you had to be. So I was like, oh, okay, that's the next thing, Nashville. So I asked my parents to take me on a vacation. We had like a family vacation we did every year. And we decided to go to Nashville. And the second I stepped foot in that town, I just knew I had to be there. Like I had this feeling that I was just supposed to be there. And I loved it so much. And after that, my dad took me back to Nashville every like two-ish months, I want to say, on like what I would call quote business trips unquote I guess just to like you know like get my foot in the door places meet people see what the town was about because I was still really young I was still a teenager so um like during this time I was still playing out around town I went to school for music recording graduated and eventually I made the move to Nashville in 2016 and now I'm just you know continuing the whole artist thing I'm writing and playing and producing and recording and doing everything I can so yeah wow. that is so cool super cool so did your dad so I I know that you play other instruments did you did your dad teach you other instruments too or is it just guitar uh, with him so the only instrument my dad taught me was guitar other instruments um, I either learned in school like I was in band so I learned like silver flu and alto saxophone and some stuff like that in school and then I kind of self-taught myself piano by ear which then I furthered in lessons and then pretty much everything else I play was just kind of by ear. And I ended up learning these instruments because I wanted them on my tracks that I was producing. Like for example, I remember I was working on a song when I was still living in upstate New York and I wanted mandolin on this song. Like I really wanted a mandolin track and especially back then, but still today there just, there's no like good fake mandolin sounds. You know, there's like um, virtual instruments you can use, but nothing yeah. sounded good. I was being picky. So I was like, well, I play guitar. How hard can mandolin be? So I asked my dad and we went and picked up like the cheapest mandolin we could find at the music store. And <laughs> I taught myself a few chords and put it on the track. And uh, that's how I learned a lot of my instruments, just needing them. Nice. Anyone well. that played that instrument. So I was like, I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> Good for you. Well, they, they always say that necessity is the mother of invention. So that's beautiful. That is so true. Absolutely. Super cool. Okay, so so you produce, you know, a lot of your own stuff, and you're multi instrumentalist, which I I'm always here for that, especially you know for females. I think it's important that everybody be able to play a couple of instruments, and because then that way your producer brain really starts to kick in when you start developing your music. So if you could, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Baby Blues and Still Stilettos, this self produced album that you that you were working on through the pandemic and the shutdown. 
Yeah, it's kind of my baby. Um, and it is the first full length album that I self produced. So it was it was a big step for me for sure. That's awesome. So okay, paint me a picture. So you pretty much you were doing this like in your in your bedroom with your computer? Is that how this was going? Kinda. So I had been planning to do a record for a little while. My, my, my fans kept asking. They were like, Alyssa, we don't want more EPs because that's like all I was releasing. Mm-hmm. We want a full album. So I was like, okay, I got to do an album. So we were planning it, my team and I. And then, you know, I was putting everything in motion, like figuring out studio time and booking musicians and planning stuff out. And then the pandemic hit and the world just shut down in the middle of me planning all that. So I had this moment just sitting in my studio, which is basically in a spare bedroom. And I set up a like music room studio in my apartment. I just sat in my studio and I was like, how is this album going to happen? I promised my fans I would have an album this year. How am I going to do this? And, you know, I had a moment that I was like, I don't see how this is going to happen. And I always had this like little voice in the back of my head that was like, how cool would it be if you produced your own stuff? I've always co-produced my stuff. Um, I've produced music for other artists. And I went to school for it, so I have the tools, but I think I was always just not confident enough to do it. And the pandemic kind of forced me to take that leap because it was either do it yourself or don't do it for who knows how long, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So then I was like, you know what? I talked to my team. I was like, guys, I have an idea to produce something myself. And they were like, well, yeah, absolutely. Why haven't you done that already? So we did one song and it went phenomenal and it was it was hard, but we did it and uh, we released it. And then I was like, okay, now we can do a full album. I know I can do this. So for the whole course of pretty much the whole summer and a little bit into the fall, I was in my studio every single day working on this, this album. I was still writing a little bit. Um, a couple songs were like last minute additions and I was just recording every day, producing, trying to get the sounds right. Um, I had a lot of bumps along the way. I had to replace my whole computer system and get a new interface. I had instruments get damaged. I had so many things happen. <laughs> and when you're producing your own stuff, you're in charge if something goes wrong. So that was a lot for me to deal with, to like have to troubleshoot everything. And it was, like I said, it was a really, really tough thing, but I grew so so much as a producer as an artist and like looking back it's just it's amazing what happened in those few months of me doing this album it's like it's just night and day it's insane and when we finally finished it I was like oh my god it's done and we released it in March of this year and I just remember that day I was like oh my god like it's coming out I was so worried like having it come out and people being like, Oh, like this track isn't produced well, or, Oh, this is sloppy production work because I was like, okay, it's not just my songwriting and my voice and my musicianship. They're going to be judging my production skills, which was terrifying for me. So I was like, Oh my gosh, but (laughs) it, it was incredible. And it's, it's just an album. That's truly me. I wanted it to show every part of me as a songwriter, as an artist, as a producer in, this moment where I am in my life. So it's got, you know, the traditional country elements, it's got the modern elements, it's got ballads and up tempos. And it's really just like me and an album. And um, the day we released it, I was a nervous wreck. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when it when it finally was released, you know, it gets released at midnight. um, We really, really wanted to get it on the iTunes charts. And we were like, okay, 200, 
awesome. That will be like amazing. And I remember I was just like watching it and it shot up to number nine. And I still remember I just started crying and I was like, oh my God, I'm like blowing up my manager's phone. I'm like, look, we're number nine. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was so surreal. It was so crazy. I did not think that this album would do that. And yeah, it's just, I'm so proud of it. And I'm just, I'm thankful that I trusted myself to do that. You know what I mean? I I took that leap and it was, yeah, it was a huge thing for me. So yeah, that was long. (laughs) No, I I love it. Thank you so much for for talking about it. And and congratulations. Holy cow. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, that's, that is an incredible feat to achieve, not just to, I mean, number one, you wrote the whole album, which is, you know, always, that's always like a a large amount of work to do is to write an entire album, but then to produce it, record it, engineer it, mix, master, all of the things you did all of it. And it hit number nine on Apple iTunes charts. Holy crap, friend. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was surreal. My boyfriend came home from work and I was just like a puddle of tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was just oh, it was just so amazing. That whole next day, it was so funny cuz like everyone was reaching out to me about it and like it was just so surreal, honestly. Yeah, I can't even imagine. That's incredible. Um so, okay, if you could maybe talk a little bit about some of the tools that you used, like, you know, as you were producing this album, like, you know, what kind of DAW are you using? What kind of microphones? Because I know there are a lot of bedroom warriors out there that would really appreciate any kind of advice and tips and tricks that you could give them. Absolutely. I'm always down to talk about gear. <laughs> um, so I use Pro Tools for my DAW. Um, that's just what I've always used and what I'm more comfortable in. Um, my absolute favorite microphone that I used on like almost everything on this record and all of my stuff is called an Aventone CV12, which is a condenser mic. And it just, it's my absolute favorite for vocals. And like, I got to tell you, I've used the really expensive microphones that are like over $10,000 and I don't like my voice on them as much as I like my voice on this mic. That was only a few hundred. That's awesome. Um, it's it's known like Taylor Swift used to use it. The Jonas Brothers have used it. Like tons of huge names have used it. It's just an incredible microphone. I could talk about it all day. I love it. <laughs> I'm not sponsored. Wish I was. <laughs> but anyway, um, I actually, like I mentioned, I replaced my interface like halfway through starting this album. And what got me through and really made the difference was the Apollo Solo by Universal Audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Universal Audio stuff. They gave me a lot of plugins to use as well that really the next level. Um, I run everything on a MacBook Pro, which I know some people don't like, <laughs> but I can't afford a big fancy computer. So you make do with what you have. Oh, girl. And, yep. um, I run on a MacBook Pro. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, if you can make it work, like, there's nothing wrong with it. That's my opinion. But um, those are, like, you know, the big things for me. And then a big thing I also did that sometimes people are kind of surprised to hear is I used my closet as a vocal booth. Um, and it makes such a big difference. Like, I would bring my whole mic in there, the whole the whole thing. And I have a lot of, like, jackets and cases and a lot of stuff that dampens the sound in there. Mm-hmm. So vocals just sound, you know, so much cleaner. And there's no, like, unnecessary room tone that you need to get out. Um, yeah, those are kind of the big things. And I have all my instruments. Um, Breed Love Guitars. I'm a Breed Love artist, so I love them. Kala ukuleles, I'm with them as well. Um, so, yeah, 
Well, there you go. I mean, and that just goes to show you that, you know, there, there are infinite ways to record your tracks using, you know, equipment that doesn't have to cost $10,000. I mean, right now I'm using a Rode NT5 condenser microphone on my voice and it's not a vocal mic, but it makes my voice sound fantastic. So that's why I'm using it. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Everyone's voice is so different, you know, and finding your mic is really like a personal thing in my opinion like you really got to try them out and like see what you like with your voice but yeah I mean that's a great mic that you mentioned I've used that before and it's yeah you don't need all this like crazy expensive stuff I mean it's just we're at a point now that you really can produce an album in your bedroom I mean you can anybody can and yeah you don't need the fancy stuff you could get a a hundred dollar mic and do the whole thing like honestly you can so I I think that's so cool that we're at that point now that technology lets people create like that um I'm such a nerd about that but (laughs) yeah (laughs) no I I love it and thank you for sharing you know your experience because I know like I said there's a lot of bedroom warriors out there who really need you know a little bit of guidance as far as like okay so how do I get to where I want to go and this is this is a good place to start is you know listening to other people talk about what they use so thank you for that absolutely yeah it, you'll always be right arguing is a waste of my time cause you can't even fathom that you might be wrong come on Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so baby blues and stilettos is, you know, is doing really well, but I know that you're currently working on a Christmas EP right now too. Is that correct? I am. I actually just finished it yesterday. So I'm very, very excited. We got the masters back and I'm just so excited where I did like 95% of everything on baby blues and stilettos. I did like 99% point nine percent on the christmas ep so um, i'm pretty anxious to get it out but uh, i've never done christmas stuff other than like little youtube videos so it was a lot of fun to kind of be in the christmas spirit in the middle of summer when it's 100 (laughs) degrees here in nashville it was kind of interesting (laughs) (laughs) well that's cool so did you write some original christmas songs or these covers I did. There's a couple of originals on there, which I'm really excited about. Um, they're, they're some of my favorite songs I've written, which is fun because they're Christmas and I just love Christmas music. I mean, I could listen to it all year long, but um, yeah, there's, there's some originals, there's some covers and it was just, it was just such a fun process. I feel like it was just like, I just got to create for fun, you know, and yeah. kind of taking on like well-known songs and making my own versions was really fun too. That's awesome. Well, good for you. That's cool. So um, I have to ask because, you know, Christmas tunes, they always do so well. Are you, are you planning on trying to pitch them for sync or anything? Try to get them in a TV show maybe? Yeah. I mean, if any TV show wanted to use one, I would be totally down for it. I actually had a few months ago, um, I guess this was last Christmas now, um, I put Silent Night uh, up on YouTube like 10 years ago. Uh, and it was actually used on the Jimmy Kimmel show last Christmas. And I put... 
I put an updated version of it on this EP because I was like so young when I recorded that Silent Night version. Like when I hear it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like a baby. <laughs> um, but like, you know, and Jimmy Kimmel used it on his show and I'm like, well, man, I better do like an updated version. Um, so, so that happened. But yeah, I mean, if any TV show, movie, commercial would pick it up, I would totally be down for that. It's such a hard thing to get into now because everyone wants to do that. Right. But yeah, we're definitely hoping Fingers crossed. But the cool thing about Christmas music is like, it's kind of timeless. So like every year now we can be like, Hey, let's pitch this Christmas song to like Hallmark. You get multiple chances with it, which is cool. Whereas some other music, you might not get that. You know what I mean? So yeah, fingers crossed on that. I would, I'd be super happy with that. That'd be awesome. Cool. Well, congrats on uh, getting some music on Jimmy Kimmel. That's fun. Thank you. That was, it was crazy. It was, it was so weird. It was so like (laughs) random and I thought it was fake. I like emailed the, I forwarded the email to my lawyer and I'm like, there's no way this is real. And she's like, no, this is real. This is pretty typical. This is awesome. And I was like, what? You just true. And then they like, didn't confirm they were using it on the show. And then all of a sudden it was on the show and I was like, what? It was, it was crazy. Well, that's awesome. Well, and you know, random stuff like that happens all the time. I mean, a a good friend of mine, Jenny Teeter, she just got a song synced on this new TV show. It's like a fashion TV show, and it was just really random, like all of a sudden out of the blue. Like She was actually contacted, though. I'll say that much. (laughs) They actually reached out to her and said, hey, we want to use your song. But, yeah, it was, you know. And that stuff happens, so that's that's so cool. Well, you know, just keep putting out that the music and especially Christmas tunes because there's always there's always a need for Christmas tunes in the sync world. And that's a couple of my friends there. Uh, well, actually, one in particular, she she got I think like four or five songs synced for a Christmas movie that'll be coming out this year. And That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, always, if, if you can, it doesn't matter what time of year, if you've got a Christmas song, like, lay it down and pitch it as soon as you can because you just never know. Somebody's probably going to, you know, just grab it and be like, yep, we're going to throw it in this TV show or that TV show or whatever. I mean, because there's, you know, those those classic tunes, and then they they want, like, the newer, fresher stuff that has a little bit more of a modern feel to it. So, Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, they need a little of everything. So it's it's funny to me that, like, so much sync stuff is random. Like I've heard so many people having similar experiences like that. Like for me, Jimmy Kimmel's team found it on YouTube. They just like searched it and found me, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in, like you said, just like getting stuff out there. Cause what's the worst that could happen? They're going to say no or not respond. Right. Like get it out there. Just give it a try. Absolutely. No, that's, it's smart. That's the way to do it. Cool. All right. Um, so I would like to know, like, so far, we've talked about Jimmy Kimmel, we've talked about Baby Blues and Stilettos, um, so can you talk maybe a little bit about uh, some of the people that you've opened for, because on your list here, I'm like, holy shit, so you've got <laughs> Charlie Daniels, Maddie and Tay, Sarah Evans, Tanya Tucker, Leanne Walmack, Josh Turner, Chase Rice, and a few more. Holy crap, woman, you are doing some shit, <laughs> that is so cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's those are my favorite shows to do when I get to open for people, especially people at that level, because it's just it's incredible, you know, getting to be on the same bill. And a lot of those people I'm huge fans of. 
So I get to be an artist and a fan in the same day. Like I just opened for Maddie and Tay a few weeks ago and I was so excited because I've been a big fan of them for a long time and I've never gotten to see them perform. So, you know, we get there and I'm like watching them sound check and I'm like just so excited because I love them and their music and I'm like singing along to everything and getting to like meet their fans. It's just, it's such an incredible experience. It's just, it's so great every time. That's awesome. So, you know, it's so funny. I was just listening to Tanya Tucker in the car. I was coming back from Nashville, and um, one of the songs she sang was Bring My Flowers Now by Brandi Carlisle. Have you heard that one yet? I have, yeah. Uh, And she, Tanya, I got to tell you, like, she just owns that stage. mm -hmm. It was so cool. I was so nervous to, like, be on the same bill as Tanya Tucker because, like, it's Tanya Tucker. Right. (laughs) And, like, I got to meet her backstage for a minute, and... It's just like her on stage, she just owns it and she's like all over and it's just like, okay, like you're, you're Tanya Tucker for a reason. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, 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 I can't even imagine meeting that woman. She's, she would intimidate the shit out of me, but, um, (laughs) she's so sweet though. Like, like I was definitely intimidated, but she was really kind and like, she wasn't like, she just didn't act like she was Tanya Tucker. You know what I mean? Like she just (laughs) acted like a normal person. I was like, you're Tanya. Girl, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome wow uh this is so cool like I just I love that you know that we're here we're talking about all these amazing things that you have done and I and I love your music I mean I think that you have this really cool modern classic country vibe going and you know and I hear a lot of your influences in there with you know T-Swift and the chicks and you know and Shania and stuff but I have to tell you friend like you're an incredibly talented artist and I love that you're able to do so many things because you know so many times we we see a lot of artists who are you know there's just like okay I can play my guitar and I can write my songs but you are a triple threat you can write you can play you can produce and record an engineer and I I think that you are you're carving a niche for yourself in this industry because there's so many so many women out there that are looking towards people like you who can do it all because you're like you the you're the epitome of what it means to just kind of like go headlong in this industry and not take no for an answer depending upon what people have told you. Do you know what I mean? Well, thank you. That is so nice. I mean, I have a I have a saying that I always I tell people that there's no such thing as no, it's not yet. So you just got to keep going and find that door that'll open for you, that opportunity, that relationship, that path, whatever it is. And sometimes no is the best thing. You know what I mean? Because I can't tell you how many times I thought I wanted something. I thought I was ready for something. And I got either a no or a no answer. And now looking back, I'm like, whoo, thank God that (laughs) that didn't happen. You know what I mean? So I just, I I really believe that if you're going to be in this industry, you have to give it all you got and you, you have to devote yourself to it like in a healthy way. (laughs) Um, but I, I just love music so much that I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, and I just love like being every part of it and like bringing music to life is just, you know, it's my passion. It's, it's my reason for being on this earth. It's just everything I want to do. Like, Anytime people ask me, they're like, oh, what would you do if music doesn't work out? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm doing music. Like, it's <laughs> it's going to work out. It has to. There's no plan B here. Right. So it's, I mean, I also always say that you don't choose music. Music chooses you. And I feel like music was always in my blood, in my heart, in my soul. 
you don't choose music, music chooses you. And I feel like music was always in my blood, in my heart, in my soul. Yeah. Like when people are like, what do you do for fun? I'm like, music, music. <laughs> like, that's all I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, I just love what I do, you know, and I'm constantly trying to learn new stuff, like learn new instruments, like learn new production techniques, try out new software, things like that play more, get better at performing and being on stage. And yeah, it's just, I'm a little obsessed with it, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, I I see absolutely nothing wrong with that, especially in a climate like today. You have to be, you have to be a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades to really kind of forge ahead because there's, there's so many musicians out there in the world, so many producers and beat makers if you if you have that capability to be the triple threat, then you're never going to find yourself without work. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like you said, there's so many people that want the same thing, but you really have to make yourself stand out and show that you're different. You know what I mean? So yeah. like throughout my career, like at first it was like, oh, OK, so I'm going to write my own stuff. Oh, OK, I'm going to play guitar. Okay, I'm going to start recording my own stuff, producing my own stuff, you know, like constantly trying to set yourself apart and find what you can do that maybe those 500 other people that could be considered for this the slot that you want, maybe they don't do. You know what I mean? You really got to you got to be all in or or get all out, you right. know? Right. No, that's real. That's real. And, you know, Aaron and I, we, we have students that, that we work with and we, we teach them about like, you know, what it means to, to really be in the industry and not necessarily just kind of have like a toe in, you know, there's a big difference and you've got to be willing to put in a lot of hard work and effort and you've got to be willing to, to take a few punches, unfortunately, especially if you're a female in the industry, because, it, this is a male-dominated field, and there's going to be a lot more no's out there at first until you start really showing people what you're made of. Oh, 100%. And that's something I've definitely dealt with a lot, being a woman. I mean, I've even had labels tell me, oh, we already have a female artist, but you're very pretty. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's it's hearing stuff like that and just kind of, for me too, like being a producer, men like like I just posted about this on social media a couple weeks ago but anytime I post a picture in my studio or I talk about producing they're like oh here's like my tip for you or oh here's this like basic of basic advice because I don't think you can do it on your own you know what I mean like a lot of a lot of uh male producers don't take female producers seriously I'm not trying to like you know complain it's just that's that's the reality of the landscape and I have a couple female producer friends that you know we talk about that and we're like yep like this dude didn't think I did it on my own or he thought I paid someone or whatever but yeah it's definitely interesting um for me whenever that happens it's it's kind of a source of motivation because like the second a guy is like you can't do that I'm like oh no no watch me honey I'm gonna do it you know what I mean (laughs) like I'm very much not like oh yeah like I can't do it I'm a girl like no 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 no. I'm a girl that's why I can do it you know I'm I'm someone like that so it it kind of makes me laugh when when guys are like oh there's no way you produce your own stuff or like when I tell someone, yeah, I played that guitar part, they're like, oh, no, there's no way. Like, yes, there is a way, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's an interesting industry if you're a woman, but, you know, yes. you can you can kind of find some humor in it. <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's definitely humor in it, and I'm, I'm with you. Anytime that I, I face any kind of, you know, 
adversity in, that is essentially in a sexist light, I suppose. Uh, my first inclination is not to go, yeah, I guess you're right. My first inclination is watch me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've always been that way ever since I was, you know, uh, in high school and stuff. I mean, I played drums again, male dominated instrument. And then I, I decided, you know, that I was going to continue to play guitar and like really get really good at it. And I think one of the funniest things that ever happened to me once I was at a gig and this guy came up to me and he's like, you playing a guitar tonight? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, but you a lady. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my gosh. I would have just laughed in his face. Oh, I did. That's incredible. I, I had nothing to I could, I was just in such shock and disbelief. I just like, yeah. And he goes, but, <laughs> but you a lady. And the guy in my band goes, yeah, you know, they can vote now. <laughs> That's amazing. That is the best thing to say after that. Oh, my gosh. I know. I just, I, and I, I literally, I had nothing to say. I just looked at the guy like, you got to be kidding me right now. This didn't just happen. And and then, of course, I look at my bandmate and I'm like, thanks, dude. He goes, no, thank you. He's like, you could have been, you know, you could have ripped that guy's head off. I'm like, well, why would I do that when you're over here with the comedic relief? <laughs> But, like, the reality is that there's so many guys out there that have that, like, view, that belief. You know what I mean? Like, they, oh, yeah. they don't think women can do it. They think they just, you know, put on some some pretty makeup and a cute outfit and they sing their songs and that's it. Like, no. Have you ever seen, like, Dolly Parton, for example? She plays everything. She's a queen of everything. Like, yeah. women can do it. Like, your gender and what you identify as has no effect on like your talent and what you can do. It's, it's, it's baffling, but I've never had an experience quite that um, hilarious, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've had like similar things and it's funny. It's like, dude, like women can do stuff. <laughs> I know it's shocking. Right. Oh, shocker. Uh, well, I think it's, you know, if you can come at it from a place of humor and not get too bent up on it, you know, that's that's the best thing. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, after the fact, I'm like, wow, that was actually kind of shitty, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but no, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely at a point that I find it funny now because it, it just doesn't bother me anymore. I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Just watch me. Like, yep. I'm going to go play on the stage to 1500 people right now. Like, peace out. You know what I mean? Like, Ex- exactly. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> watch me go slay over here in front of 1500 people. Fun with that. Right. Right. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. Well, good for you, friend, for being such a, a mogul and, you know, really honing and working hard on your craft because that that is what it should be about. Not what you know, not what your gender is. It's how hard do you work and, you know, what are you what are you bringing to the industry? And I think you're bringing so much and you are like I said, you're you're the example of what a lot of our our younger female artists need to look up to and go, okay, this is a person who can literally do it all and doesn't understand the meaning of the word no because you're going to go figure it out anyway. Nobody's going to be able to tell you anything. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, that's really important to me is like I think about when I was a little girl, I was hearing Shania Twain and Faith Hill and the Chicks and Taylor Swift and hearing the female perspective and seeing women do what I want to do. I honestly don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing if it weren't for them. You know what I mean? So if I can be that person for like a single little girl anywhere, like that's my goal, honestly. Like little girls need to see women 
doing the things they want to do. They need to see them being represented. Yes. It's country music, but everywhere, you know, but yeah, it's woman power. I believe in it for sure. Absolutely. Well, and, and you're right. I mean, when I was younger, I, I had my idols that I look, looked up to. A lot of them were men, but I was lucky that my mom, is she's a very strong person. She said, hey, go listen to this female artist. Go listen to this female artist. And, you know, looking up to people like Melissa Etheridge and the, and the Judds and, you know, Shania. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, these, these are all people who are masters at their craft and nobody does what they do. And... Again, you know, like you, if I could be like that for, you know, a younger musician, I'm all about it. If I can show them at least a little bit, you know, give them a little bit of the piece of knowledge that I have just to kind of help them on their way, you never know what that person is going to turn into when they're our age, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or even someone that like, maybe they're not a kid, but maybe they want to get into music, like... I want everyone to know, like, you can do it. Like, whatever you want to do, just do it. You know what I mean? It does not matter if you're a girl, you're a guy, whatever. Like, you just need to see people doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's that's why Music on the Move is what it is. That's, you know, that's the reason that Aaron and I came together and kind of joined forces because we wanted to give, you know, not just female artists, but we, we want to give everybody a place to really, you know, come and express themselves and learn music. I mean, good Lord, you know, 90% of my student body in my online studio, they're male. I only have a couple of females. And oh, wow. Yeah. And I think I think that's awesome because, you know, we're we're in a place where, you know, it's not just about, OK, you know, I'm more comfortable with a male or I'm more comfortable with a female because this is my gender. It's I'm comfortable with this person because I trust them and I I see what they're doing and, you know, I can come and being a positive learning environment and I can share my craft with people. And that's why we have people like you on, you know, Paradox Jukebox and have you be a part of Music on the Move at City Winery. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And right back at you. All right. Well, uh, Alyssa, tell us where can we find your music? The best place to go would probably be my website, which is just AlyssaTrahan.com. That has like all my links, all my music and stuff like that. But I'm all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. All the cool kids are on TikTok, so I'm trying to figure out TikTok. Likewise. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all over, so look me up. If you see cats and country music, then you're in the right place. Perfect. All right, well, links will be in the show notes. Alyssa, thank you so very much for, for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. I'm at your living
Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on to the show. That was so much fun, and it's just awesome to talk to a badass female who was really working the industry and making it work for her more more so than anything. So make sure that you check out Alyssa's website. Links are going to be in the show notes for you. And if you'd like to know more about Music on the Move Studios and the things that we have going on in the coming months, make sure you check us out at musiconthemovestudios.com. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Even though we're old, we're trying to figure it out, so give us a pass. We appreciate you. You can check me out, katiethompsonmusic.com, or email me at katie, C-A-I-T-I-E, at musiconthemovestudios.com. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much.